0: Most listeners to this show need no convincing that there is a spiritual aspect to our existence and that it's possible to learn more about it from direct experience and from personal study. We turn to religions, to mystics, psychologists, paranormal studies, and the like to expand our understanding of our spiritual makeup, but who'd have thought an engineer could bring real cross-discipline insight to the quest? Well, our guest today is just such a person, Daniel Punzak, P.E., has a chemical engineering degree from Carnegie Mellon University and worked in the environmental field for over 30 years. And during that same time, he's been fascinated with near-death experiences and other aspects of soul and spirit. Now, before I introduce Dan, let me outline briefly what I learned his book is about. Traditional Western religion explains that each human has a spiritual aspect called a soul, Moreover, several passages in the Bible allude to humans having a soul and a spirit. Dan has explored this idea and found numerous modern psychological findings that support the notion. Also, shamanism and some Eastern religious concepts also support this idea. Diverse concepts such as creativity and mental illness can be explained by the idea that two spiritual forms are in each human and through the study of diverse physical and psychological concepts, Dan has evolved an integrated overall theory of human behavior, which led him to author the book, A Spiritual Hypothesis, and An Inquiry into Abnormal and Paranormal Behavior. Dan Punzak, welcome to NDE Radio.
1: Well, I'm glad to be able to speak to you.
0: Well, and I'm glad audience. to have you here. <laughs> I, I found your uh, your book to be... Uh, I was very impressed, not only with the scope of the book, which is broad, very broad, but also how clearly and well-written it is. Uh, we don't always have both of those uh, factors um, in in the, back, in the books about uh, near-death experience. Of course, this is a much broader range than that. Uh, Dan, tell us uh, about how you got interested in this whole topic and, and how you differentiate spirit and soul.
1: Well, it's just from my – I'm a very uh, – I've read m- m- many things in various different fields, and I just happen to uh, think when I was reading in one field, I say, well, this – even though m- nobody else seems to have drawn this connection, I see a connection between these uh, various fields uh, of study. And uh, I should say that most of my uh, – although I'm an engineer, most of my uh, re- uh, uh Sources that I, I cite in my thing have, uh, are either MDs or PhDs in psychology and that type, except for, of course, just your standard uh, regular near-death experiences when they're describing them or something like that. But the researchers that, are, that I've uh, uh, evaluated all have advanced degrees.
0: Yes. Now, the, the, the spirit and soul thing, uh, tell, tell the audience about that.
1: Uh, Well, within the field of NDEs, I think the main difference is the one you just feel like you go out of your body, and I describe that as a soul phenomenon. It's your soul that's leaving your body, but then I'm saying you have this also, this form called a spirit, and generally the spirit is sort of hidden from you, but when you leave your body and you have this NDE, and you know, when you're out there, you can actually ease more, when you're no longer in your physical body, it's easier for you to have an encounter with your own uh, spirit form. And this uh, manifests in various different ways. And this is where I got into the idea of uh, creativity seems to be coming from this outside source too. And it just seems to uh, flow into people from the, from the outside. And many, uh, um, famous musicians have said that I just write down what I hear, and I'm not necessarily, you know, composing or thinking of every note. I just listen to what I'm hearing, and also a number of uh, famous scientists have said this, and mathematicians have said this formula just came to me. I says I wasn't even necessarily working on it.
0: Hmm. Ramanujan from India said that a, a goddess unrolled a scroll for him, and he just copied down. His mathematical insights. Um, and others, I, 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 I know what you're saying, and yet, um, I have heard others say, well, that was, must have been God or my guardian angel or, uh, the ghost of Mozart, uh, dictating these things. But you think it's actually coming from our own creativity?
1: Uh, well, it's coming, I say it's coming through our spirit form. It's not, it's, some of the, information may come directly from the spirit itself, but that this spirit has access to levels above itself, which we call, you know, from God and various other types of thing. I also discussed, I don't know if you're familiar with the, uh, even the ancient Greeks talked about orders of, uh, they. we usually say angels, but angels, they're like in the Old Testament, they used the term cherubim and seraphim, uh, yes. higher orders of angels with different functions but this when when you're when your spirit is activated it has it can get information from any of those uh upper uh spiritual sources
0: so is it that there is a collective uh bank of knowledge like the akashic record, and our spirit is able to tap into that do you think
1: uh well, usually when I think of akashic, it, it, you could you could use that term, but I usually think of akashic records as reading past information, whereas uh, the uh, this is information that that no other person has had before this. Or something. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I um,
0: I believe you say in the book that you, the uh, spirit is um, both outside of our body, like an aura, or like our auras, and uh, also w- within to some extent. How, how do you um, see that physical differentiation?
1: Well, I use various different terms. The one, if you're familiar with this, may be New Age terms. If you've heard of etheric bodies and terms like chakras. That's one. So there, I use soul and spirit, but there's actually more than that. Then they talk about astral bodies. Well, I, I uh, argue that The part of evolution is that this spirit form is slowly becoming uh, integrated into our physical form, that it's uh, throughout, in the past, it's been further and further away. Some people describe it, for instance, your etheric body extends so many inches from your body and your uh, uh, astral body is further out. Well, the spirit form is further out, but I think it's slowly coming closer and closer to the physical body. Uh, and that's what's uh, causing the evolution of consciousness and why people can think on ha- much higher levels than they uh, did uh, m- millennia ago.
0: Mm. Do you see technology as evolving as a result of that? Or, um, or more
1: yeah, I think many, many things? Of these,
0: and...
1: Yeah, I think many of these scientists are tapping in, even though the scientists may be dec- in spiritual forces, I think they're really getting their information from the uh, spiritual forces, at least when it comes through uh, these uh, inspired moments when they just receive the answer uh, without uh, applying, you know, the, what you call a mental type of thought.
0: Yeah. It is ironic that so many scientists are materialistic and and don't really believe in an afterlife, and yet. Uh, there some as i think I, I i do agree with you that the uh a lot of their information is coming from a spiritual source
1: now he wasn't necessarily a uh a regu- a scientist who were coming through with ideas but just to show you my balance and things i even one of my uh favorite sources was a was a, a medical doctor in england doctor named uh raymond tallis and he uh wrote a book called Aping Mankind, and he he described himself as an atheist, but yet he, he says that the normal theories that the evolutionists are using, uh, he calls it one of them the Darwinitis, that people say that, you know, that 100,000 years ago, people who believed in religion maybe survived more than the, those who didn't, so therefore religion and belief in the spiritual world uh, survived, and that's why people still believe in it today. But... Uh, that's one of them, Darwinitis, and the other was that we sometimes talk about this in materialism, he calls it neuromania, that people are saying, well, they analyze somebody's uh, brain, you know, they put them in some of these machines, these PET scans or something like that, and they say, well, this is what's causing his behavior, and he says, well, that, that's kind of silly. He says, you can have your act, your brain can be activated, whether it's thinking a good thought or a bad thought, but saying same area of your brain may uh, show up, shine up according to these lights, uh, you know, mm. these, the way they show uh, higher electrical activity.
0: Do, uh, what do you see as the relationship between um, our spirit, our personal spirit, and what Christians call the Holy Spirit? Uh,
1: I think there's a... A deep connection, at least in terms of what I call the after effects. Uh, you know, when we talk about near death experiences and some of these, uh, well, uh, some of the people that are uh, involved, the Holy Spirit seem to, uh, uh, show some of these, uh, same ideas, uh, uh, in terms of abilities and so on like that. A lot of, uh, famous, uh, mystics, whether they're Christian saints and on the, on the, uh, uh, from the Christian standpoint, or other types of mystics, they seem to have these uh, same abilities. That uh, that it is the uh, it is sort of the same thing. That the, what we call the Holy Spirit is really just activating your the, the own spirit aspect of yourself.
0: Hmm. So it's more than say the uh, the life force that uh, when they talk about chi and Eastern traditions, uh, it's more than that
1: uh well chi is what they call an energy now i i did mention it briefly when i in the early chapter i discussed the kahunas and they said there you have these different forms and they said there's a different form of energy for each of these uh, levels you know there's a soul energy and a spirit energy and and so on so uh he he described them as having a, a separate energy so chi energy may be associated more with your uh etheric body and your soul, or something, whereas uh, these other energies may be associated with, uh, uh, like healing energies, are, are really are coming from uh, from the higher spiritual realms, the spirit level.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one of the chapters in your book features near-death experiences, and uh, tell us uh, how you see the soul um, leaving the body, and how it relates as it does with uh, with our, our spirit form?
1: Well, I think, you know, most of the, uh, near-death experiences uh, uh, occur, you know, as a part of trauma. There are some, you know, we have these spiritually transformative experiences that seem to be independent, but most of the uh, regular NDEs are a form of a trauma, you know, your heart stops or you're in an accident, like that. So I think that that trauma just, instantly more or less catapults your, your soul form uh, temporarily out, out of your body. When I say temporarily out of me I mean you're always connected to it. For instance that's when I think when they use the term in uh, the uh, silver cord or something like that that it sort of connects your uh, soul to your physical body but it yeah. uh, uh, so that's what I'm saying is your soul can leave your physical body uh, even while you're still alive.
0: And does the spirit leave too, or does that only happen when you die?
1: No, that only happens when you die.
0: Okay. And uh, we talked a little about how uh, creative energy seems to come through spirit. The uh, some of your book is discussion of how we can screw up our lives as well psychologically. Is that is is that a manifestation of soul as opposed to spirit?
1: yes that's more a manifestation of soul uh although ndes have uh, have been traumatized it, it, when you have other types of uh trauma like uh child abuse i discussed that quite extensively in that case uh your soul's left your body but it, it it's not uh although some people that have been abused have had an nde at that time but most of the people don't and the and their soul's been so traumatized and it really can't come back into your physical body the, the proper way and it's not, more or less not fitting into your physical, physical body anymore and so it uh, uh, can, uh, cause all kinds of, uh, incorrect thinking, uh, whether it be emotional or, or, or your just irregular thoughts. Hmm. So what so I, for instance, what I describe as mental illness what the doctors are saying, when they—I uh, don't know if you saw this. Yeah, I have to be careful. I'm not a psychiatrist, but when when you're giving these medications, what I say is that the medications may be sort of can correct sort of what's going on in your etheric body, but if your soul if your soul has uh, been traumatized and it's sending incorrect signals to your etheric body, then the etheric body is going to produce incorrect chemicals. Uh, to operate your uh, your mental functions.
0: So, do you see prescription drugs as sometimes being a problem and actually fixing the problem?
1: Yes, I have. Uh, I discussed two different uh, sources on that. One was a uh, was an investigative reporter, and he uh, found a number of cases where people start off with uh, a mild. Uh, Mental disorder, like one was a girl, a small girl was traumatized, was worried about going away to camp for a week. You know, she had never been away from home, so they give her some uh, sedative or something. A year later, she's on a uh, uh, half a dozen psychiatric medications uh, mm-hmm. because they uh, responded uh, wrong and to them.
0: I know. I I, uh, yeah,
1: still.
0: <laughs> I have some paranoid inclinations about the about big pharma and how uh, one drug can lead to many and how that just pushes up their profit uh, some more. But, uh, well, let's talk a little about the differentiation between soul and spirit and how um, that can aid in understanding um, things like psychological problems and criminal behavior.
1: Well, again, it's because of your traumatized uh, soul that, uh, that it, it causes these mental illness problems. And uh, I guess one of the most controversial is that I say that if, if somebody else has left, if you leave your physical body and you're, and, you're, and you're having problems at that time, whether it be addiction or whether you uh, simply don't believe in the thing, you, your uh, soul can wander around the, the earth for a while. And sometimes they're attracted to uh, 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 other people. For instance, I used the uh, George Ritchie's example in his book about when he was during his MDE, and he said it was a Christ figure that took him around to various places, and one of them he went into a bar, and he said he saw he could distinguish the, the humans that had an aura of light that, uh, completely around their body, whereas the, these uh souls of uh, deceased alcoholics were trying to get a drink, but they couldn't pick up the glass of water or the glass of the, you know, the alcohol in it. So what happened though, was that a couple other of the uh, uh, people that were drinking, the regular humans that were instilled in their body. And when they uh, fell over drunk, that this aura that was protecting them uh, just simply opened up. And some of these uh, other spirits, uh, That were the deceased of humans, they went into that person. So I'm saying that that's then, he's going to have a much severe, more severe problem with his alcoholism because he has these spirits influencing him to drink. I had that. Oh, go
0: ahead. I was just going to say, I I had uh, briefly had that encounter with, uh, as a chaplain, I was with someone who died. And, uh, they tried to invade my body <laughs> briefly. I had to leave the room and go out into the hall. It, it makes you feel nauseated, cold and nauseated. And just to tell that spirit, no, you don't belong here. You've got to, you've got to go on. You've got to move on into the light. Yeah, so I can yeah, I think see where well, that. People...
1: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, more people are becoming into this. For instance, I've heard nowadays, you know, we, I often have speakers from hospice will talk about this, and I heard nowadays a lot of them will will say as a person as they're nearly dying, they'll say, go to the light, go to the light, and so on like that. So I think maybe if we understood this more, maybe more people would have prepared to go for the light to the light as soon as they die. Or the other is we say go to the light or look for a deceased relative. That's the other option is that, that, that if you're... Uh, deceased relatives have uh, led a good life and they're in the light now they'll be there waiting for you and uh you can just look around for them
0: yes i've recently had a couple of people on the show who have uh been contacted by spirits who need their help to cross over to to complete the journey into the light and um and they wind up Either praying for them or meditating on their situation. I mean, the people who are, who were my guests, so that they feel they have been able to aid the soul in its transition. Uh, of course, the Tibetans pray and, and, um, and there's even a Catholic tradition of prayer for the dead. Um, what do you think of, though, about what, if, if our spirit as well as our soul leaves when we actually die, Where's the spirit for these ghosts who are who are stuck here? Why isn't the spirit itself helping the soul to to move on into the light?
1: Well, a lot of cases, I uh, the soul itself makes the decision. For instance, and again, in another part of uh, George Ritchie's NDE, he saw these uh, souls that were having trouble, but he says they were so engaged. Uh, one of them, they were several souls were, uh, were fighting among each other, but then they couldn't kill each other because they were already dead. They were just soul forms. But he says there were always spirits above them just uh, uh, wanting to help them, but the, these souls in distress were simply refused to look up and, and ask for help. If All they have to do is ask for it. Hmm.
0: They're that close. Howard Storm had a story like that where he's being dragged what? down by spirits. No, soul uh, souls actually you know he thought they were not demons right. they were humans and uh came to mind to 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 him at that time an atheist to ask for jesus help and immediately he was helped right. and uh, uh so it's avail, it's available but we i guess we have to make that conscious decision
1: and the other one is, I have a pretty big section in my book, I think it's like 15 pages or so, called The Inner Self Helper. This was one of the, the most fo- severe form of trauma almost is the uh, childhood abuse, especially before age seven, that results in what we now call dissociative identity disorder, but was once called multiple personality disorder. But they've, uh, a lot of therapists have found special, uh, uh, they they just call it a, uh, another personality, but the term one of them developed the word inner self helper, that it's 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 there to work with the therapist and uh, to help uh, uh, the the client reach uh, integration, which is more more or less getting rid of the extra personalities that shouldn't be there. And I think that was one of the most uh, intriguing parts of my thing about how this uh, this whole hypothesis was that this i uh, I believe this inner self helper is the spirit forms that's just it's willing to help, but it has to be called upon it can't just uh interfere because if it interfered if, for instance, if a child was abused and it simply corrected the situation well then the the person another person would continue abusing them, there would be no no consequences for it so if we believe we have a free will, then we have to uh I uh, believe there are consequences for 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 the action
0: you're saying as we spiritually evolve that the the spirit part of us is moving closer to us. do you think the ultimate goal is for the soul and the spirit to merge into one?
1: No, I think that in one sense they're they they are a different sort of a vibration and that they uh uh I don't know that they. Uh, the, I mean, when you when your soul goes into your spirit, that. But uh, and if you believe in reincarnation, probably only the spirit aspect would uh, reincarnate it. But I I do talk about reincarnation. That some sometimes I question it. Sometimes it seems reasonable. Uh, but it's only the spirit form that that comes comes back.
0: So then, what happens to the soul?
1: uh it just sort of dissipates and uh, bec- uh sort of like you know the earth we have we, we call recycling or or you know composting something and something goes back to the soil well this they, these the they call it an etheric body well it's made up of of a certain uh vibrational frequency and it just goes back to that and and then can can come back as another but it has no memories it's completely there's just a separate world of etheric uh, substance. Mm.
0: You mentioned uh, something in the book called soul fragmentation. What's that about?
1: Well, that's where that cause this trauma of, of various types uh, causes this uh, uh, soul form to not be integrated into your body the way it should. It's been sort of disconnected, and it, it can't get back in, and it it it, it just uh, is fragmented. The I, that term is sort of a variation. The uh, uh, the shamans referred to almost all illnesses, whether physical or or mental, as due to soul loss. So, but I just thought that sometimes we use the term in our society if somebody's a lost soul. So I didn't want to uh, use that. So I just changed it to soul fragmentation. I see. That it's not see. That it isn't fitting into your body the way it's supposed to, and therefore it's giving incorrect signals to your to your etheric body as to how it should function
0: there's a there's a uh, or was a bishop of the I think the Greek Orthodox Church in Crete named Dosilus who spoke of elementals of when we think good thoughts or pray pray good thoughts or uh, send out angry thoughts there are actually like little mini spirits that that leave our body and go off and actually can help or pollute the world. Uh, I, I was just wondering whether those fragmented souls were were a, a similar idea.
1: Uh well sort of but I think it's the uh, that term is Daskalos was his name, but his term for he called them elementals. In other words, they humans have these multiple forms or elementals only have one uh function. And uh but i think with uh these elementals are what attract uh, these uh, wandering spirits around so in other words they're attracted when i mentioned addictions uh that they're attracted to the uh to the they know that this person has a problem with alcohol so that's why they hang around the other persons with alcohol because of the, they can sense those uh uh elementals or some of the another term for it is thought forms. Some people prefer the term thought forms if elemental is hard to understand.
0: Yes, yes. And I guess finally, um when uh a person has a complete near death experience they often say that they felt themselves at some point merging into the light. If that is just their soul, then where does the spirit go?
1: Well, that's the soul. <clears throat> the, the spirit is appearing to the soul as this uh, light. but it's uh, this, the light is more or less the, more what we call a physical manifestation of the spirit form.
0: So it's our own it's our own better self that we're merging into in that situation.
1: Uh, yes, I would more or less say that. Yes. Oh,
0: that's very interesting. Wow.
1: Well, Dan, we are. But, then this, but again, this this upper form has access to levels above itself, so there, that's why there can be so many variations. Because one may be, and uh, the spirit form has access to various levels. So one person may be accessing one level, and another one's accessing a different level. I gotcha.
0: Dan, we're out of time. Um, t- tell um, tell our audience how they can get uh, your book.
1: Well, it's available through both uh, Amazon and uh, Barnes & Noble.
0: Okay, and it's A Spiritual Hypothesis, an Inquiry into Abnormal and Paranormal Behavior. And it's a very interesting book. Dan, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I want to uh, tell our audience that if they want to um, listen to this uh, show again or any of our past shows, uh, they can go to our website at nderadio.org and hit the past shows button. And for information about INS, just go to their website at iands.org and be with us again next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, for more NDE Radio. This is your host, Lee Whitting, saying thanks for listening.